Don't allow what anybody out there tells you is possible or not possible for you. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Can't good. Play. Where is your HD, Cappy? Oh, yeah. I got it right here. I was going to do the old HD signed athlete right here. <laughs> Congrats, man. Congrats. Nice. Very nice. Thank you, guys. So yeah, you, just, been a really... uh, you just signed with HD? Yeah, just... Um... So a bit of a background on that is uh, I was with Fusion um, for about a year and a half. I was actually working there, uh, head office, kind of corporate side. And that was right around the time when HD, you know, became a brand. And, um, you know, Dorian had reached out. I've been a friend of Dorian's for a long time and, and always wanted to be a part of the HD team. But obviously with the conflict and interest, um, never got a chance to do that. So I've sort of switched career paths. And then in doing that, um, you know, decided that obviously HD was going to be the the right fit, um, like as an athlete. Nice. Well, congrats, man. That's huge. Um, yeah, plus, that's like, great. well, HD, I think, uh, well, I guess, no, actually, they're both local because they're both, like, based out of Ontario. But uh, I think HD is definitely, uh, they're a newer company, and I feel like what they're representing is better than Fusion necessarily because, like, I was with Fusion way back and I just uh I know you were, yeah. I, yeah, I think they're I think they're just not as relevant with like currently what's going on in the, the bodybuilding and fitness world as much. So I think HD is definitely yeah. a, a great company to be with for sure. For sure. And like with the COVID scenario and everything, I mean it's been uh, you know, for any business, it's been a difficult couple of years managing through that. So again a lot with like supply issues with product and stuff and everything takes 10 times longer everything's 10 times more expensive for some reason now through covid so um yeah tough tough path for everybody but i think hd like they've just done such a great job of like branding themselves like around the bodybuilding community and like really kind of going all in like for you know bodybuilding as opposed to like flirting around like okay i'm a fitness company like i'll support all these different types of fields like they've you know they've, they've picked a niche and they've done really well with it yeah no they uh that's exactly it like they niche the bodybuilding world instead of trying to be like a general sort of mm -hmm. health and fitness supplement company which i find like some other brands have leaned towards but it's not as mm -hmm. uh it's not as appealing. Like I, I like the hardcore bodybuilding type like companies because you know, the products they make are going to be good and yeah. that's going to be what you want in the products too, because that's the one thing I noticed. Cause uh, like Dorian had given me some products when I came down the other weekend and mm -hmm. I got to try them and I was just looking at the ingredients on like the multivitamins and the liver product and, you know, just the different ingredients in there. I'm like, man, these are legit bodybuilding supplements that we, like a bodybuilder wants to take you know, with everything that yeah. you need in there, you know, and in comparison yeah. to some other companies, like they wouldn't have all those ingredients in there like that in those amounts. So it just, to me, I was like, it stood out. And I told them, I was like, yeah, man, these products look really good. And you know, mm -hmm. the protein and all those things taste good too. So it's, uh, you know, it's impressive. It's an impressive line of products. Uh, yeah. Like you guys are probably, you guys are probably like me, like you've got like 
30 different supplements like on a countertop that you got to like pick out every day to like suit your needs like they've done a really good job of like kind of simplifying that process so that's that's a nice touch too yeah and working with patrick you have to have 30 different supplements at home <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially health supplements yeah but joe you don't have any supplement sponsor you have trained by jp clothing right uh no no i'm not with any companies um i've had some you know companies give me like some free products to try and like things like that recently um but i'm not like signed with anybody per se um because like for for myself like i just you know if i got offered a contract i thought was fair then i i would i would do it like if it's a company i believe in Uh, yeah, and your products. stock right now is like this, right? Like you're just, you're hitting that stride now to like make yourself more valuable to a brand. So like maybe just keep pushing that until, you know, you're at your point where you think it's a good opportunity. Exactly. Because like for me, you know, like I, I, you know, it's not to sound like you're full of yourself or anything, but you're like, you know, you want to get something you feel it's worth it for you, you know, like whatever yeah. you're uh standards are in regards to a sponsorship you know and i'm not sitting here being like oh i need like the c-bum contract or something but like mm -hmm. you know it's like you just want something where you're like okay like i feel like they believe in me the way i believe in me and it's going to be really good for both of us if we do this uh yeah. so yeah for me like because i've had like random little offers here and there and i was just like you know what like uh, sure i could say yes but i just feel like it brings you down a notch if you say yes to something like that's below what you're Yeah, what you'd be asking for, um, especially if it's like, has like below, you know, it has like this illusion of like, I think from the outside world, like if you're not in the community, people look at it and they go, oh, my God, like you got sponsored by a brand. It's such a cool thing. Like now you have like all the support and that. But it's not how it used to be, like with muscle tech and like bringing on guys, paying them, you know, 100K a year kind of thing, like every like Tom, Dick and Larry with a six pack is a sponsored athlete on Instagram with thousand followers and getting free tubs of protein. So it's like, it has to be like, you got to know your own value. And if, it, if it's not worth your while, I think another opportunity aside, obviously from just the financial gain would be um, your, I guess your marketability. Like if they're going to share you on their pages, they're going to shoot content with you. Like they're going to do X, Y, and Z. Then maybe it becomes a little bit more, attractive and that can be something that you can speak to you know brands about as well it can be mutually beneficial yeah and that's what that's like kind of what i'm getting at is like you know I, it's not even just the the financial aspect it's like everything you know it's like if they really mm -hmm. you know want you on your team and they want to you want to utilize you and believe in you then they're going to have you do those photo shoots and videos and all the other yeah. content and they're going to promote you so it's like it's got to be yeah beneficial in that sense too where you get the exposure you get the promotion And things mm -hmm. like that as well, as opposed to just being like, oh, like, here's your, you know, your monthly product order and make sure you make those daily posts. <laughs> yeah, like, they put the pressure on you, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Because I've been, I've yeah. been there before and I'm just like, man, this feels like annoying after a while. Because you're like, I've like, if you really like the products and they work well and you enjoy them and you yeah. like the company, then making yeah. those posts is like nothing. But right. I've been in the position in the past where it was like, you know you feel like they're pushing you to do this. And it's like, you're like, ah, I don't really, you know, you don't really believe in it. So you're like, I just mm -hmm. feel like I'm forcing myself to post these things at times. And uh, yeah, that's like a lot of corporate guys, the corporate guys don't get it all the time. Like sometimes like say like a brand, I don't know, comes out with a plant-based protein <laughs> and it's like, well, 
I'm, I don't use plant-based protein, but they're like, they want you to share it. Right. Like, it's like, you kind of got to sell yourself out a little bit if you want to go down that path. And you know, yeah. that's a nice thing, I guess, at this point, you don't have to do that. So, um, yeah. How, how about you, Jay? Like, is it different opportunities, um, in Germany? I, I guess that with the different brands and such there, right. Um, to be honest, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of brands here in Germany and, mm -hmm. uh, I got offers from two of them, but To be honest, I decided to work with a company which is based in uh, Great Britain. So in Great Britain and Ireland especially. And we had the issue that the products from, um, from England and Great Britain, because of this Brexit situation, they can't ship outside of uh, Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And therefore they made the same company, so complete strength, and put them to Ireland, so to uh, European um, to a European country where you can ship outside in every other European country. And I met the owner of Complete Strength Ireland in Alicante post-show. Mm -hmm. And we trained together and we spoke together. And then I told them that I got some offers because they asked me. And after a few weeks, they called me and they told me that they want me as an athlete. We want to work with you together. And then I, I told the same like, like you, Joe, I don't want to, to have a contract and then um, promote things that I don't use, uh, have the pressure to do uh, posts, which, uh, which, yeah, ruins my whole day because I have to think about, oh, now I have to post product this plant-based protein which i don't use and i have mm -hmm. to post and tell the people yeah i use plant-based protein and then the other guys but aren't you working with patrick patrick is not using stuff like that yeah maybe you are right but and i told them how i how i imagine because a sponsoring means work they need something from you and you get something mm -hmm. from them so i told them i want to grow with you together and i want your support so as as an athlete, when I compete, that you um, not only promote me, that you help me get to another country in, in, uh, with mm -hmm. costs, with, with travel and um, with, uh, with the competition itself. And yeah, it works really great because I don't have pressure to post. I don't, they told me don't post or don't promote products which you don't use because you want your community to trust you. You want to promote things that you use daily, and it it's not good if you if you promote things where people already know that you don't use. So mm -hmm. it works really really good. Other German companies I know they call you, they say yeah we would like to have you as an athlete, and then you are okay which conditions and then they don't ever answer you again. I What's, think too, and sorry. Joe, I don't know if you can agree with this. Is that like? When you're first starting out, I think there's a lot of people that are like chasing like a, some kind of deal with these kind of guys. And it's just like my advice to, to the people that are looking for a contract or starting out is like build yourself up, like do your best to make yourself a brand. Because like when you have to go to the HDs, you have to go to, you know, the, the Redcon ones, like they're not going to give you anything. The only time like those brands are, are going to give you something is when they can they can obviously see it, what like the interest for them. Right. So they're like, if you can make your own personal brand to the point where, you know, people are on your stuff all the time, interacting, they're going to reach out to you, offer you something. You have more leverage through negotiation that way. And 
I think that's what you're doing right now, Joe. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you there because I was actually told by someone, uh, it was actually Fuad because I talked to Fuad, uh, it was probably, I'm going to say it was back in like maybe December, November or something like that. So at that time, like, you know, I didn't have, uh, I think it must've been December because I, did, I didn't have proper gym access at the time I was training out of a basement gym. And mm -hmm. so like, I wasn't really posting a lot of good content because I wasn't allowed, I wasn't really able to in the, where I was training. Yeah, the, and uh, yeah. so I had been talking to him because like I was, someone mentioned to me, oh, like he might be signing some athletes. Like you should talk to him and see if he's interested. And like he was, but like the main thing that uh, he was hesitant about was just like, oh, like your social media needs to be better. He's like, he's like, you have the physique, like you're this and that, but you need to be better on social media. So I basically mm -hmm. like, I took what he said and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on improving my social media game and like showing people as much as I can. And mm -hmm. I've continued to try and progress that like since, you know, the last like six, seven months, um, yeah. because I know that's what a lot of companies want to see is they want to see that you're as active as possible, posting good content and that you're actually beneficial to work with. And like you're saying, I think mm -hmm. that's the that's the big thing that like guys just getting into this when they're competing should focus on more is just building your name, building yourself up and creating mm -hmm. a brand of just who you are in general and you know, what you're trying to represent in the industry. And that way you can use that and be, you know, appealing to different companies in that sense, instead of trying to like, you know, look for sponsors per se, like some people mm -hmm. like try to like look for a sponsor where it's like, if you're valuable, then they're going to approach you. For sure. 100%. I think that's the problem that most of the people forget is the value that you give to, to the company. Most of the people, especially here, they, they don't go to the gym and they don't compete to get a better bodybuilder. They compete to get a sponsor. They compete to write in their, cap, in their um, bio, in Instagram, I'm a competitive athlete. And they don't build themselves up because they want to be bigger, want to be better on stage. They only want this sponsor, sponsorship. And then after asking them, what are you, um, what is your value? What do you give the company back? What do they get from you? And it's not only content because posting a picture of my face where I smile and I say a great day today, it's no value to, to my follower. They want to have a value, how to get big, how to lose fat, how to mm -hmm. train this and that, how to eat this and that, a full day of eating, something where people can learn. And that was the reason why the owner of Complete Strength told me your content has quality and value. And I never was in the position to say I want a sponsor because I have so much value. I told myself I have to put out content with, with value and go on stage and present myself the best. And if a company sees that and comes to me, then it's great. Then I will speak with them, but I'm not in, in the position to ask somebody like Fuad, would you like to sponsor me? Please sponsor me because who am I? I'm not even an IFBB pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even no, know if that matters anymore, though, truthfully. <laughs> like, it's um, honestly, it's I, don't, I, I really don't think yeah. it does because like, I think a lot of people who get really can get contracts, it's more about their social media presence because yeah. of like the marketing that factor than it is them being a pro athlete 
because uh, like unless you're one of the top guys like a top 10 olympian or you know something that's you know more notable than just being a pro on its own uh, i don't really think they care as much if you're a pro or an amateur it's more so like how marketable are you and you know how much are you going to bring to the table and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, no, like Jay, like, cause I know you didn't mention who the company was the last podcast. So I just wanted to say congrats on that, man. That's awesome. And Thank you, uh, congrats, man. yeah, Thank you. cause you didn't, I remember you mentioned it last time, but you didn't say the company or anything. So yeah. that, that's really cool. Um, but uh, Blake, I know you're, you're getting ready for nationals, right? Yeah. Five and a half weeks. Originally the plan with Pat was I was going to do North Americans. Um, it was a show, like, honestly, I've wanted to do since I almost started, like I, every year I would, I've gone down a couple times and like, it's a Gary Udit show, right? It's so well yeah. run. Like you get in, you get out, there's two cards per class. Um, it's obviously highly competitive, but at the same time, like it's just one that's been on my radar forever. So I committed 16 weeks out to the North Americans, which I think is like three and a half weeks from now. Um, so we started getting ready for that. And then, um, man, my life has been so ridiculously crazy lately that like, um, it wasn't really the stress of that. It was just more so like with the border and with all these like tests and like, my dad just got back from Texas. He was like, before he left him and his wife had to get a, um, PCR test. Then when they, when they got there, they got another test. And then the test, when they got back, it was like a thousand dollars in tests. And then on top of that, like they were talking about like closing the driving border. So then you got to fly. All the flights are jacked up. They're like five, 600 bucks round trip. So like by the time you Airbnb do all these things, I'm like, I'm going to spend like three grand, four grand on like an amateur show. Like, and there, and there's the Canadian nationals two weeks later. I, for me, like, I think I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, I think that I thought going down to North Americans, I was like, like not to sound cocky or anything, but like, it was like, I was going to get a pro card there, like top two per class. It just seemed like, you know, the, the best chance, I guess. But then now I'm like, I just don't want to think about it that way. I just think about it like bringing my best and I've done nationals. I think Joe, you did nationals a lot of times too. Like I've done 2017. I won my class lost in the overall 2018. I won my class again, lost in the overall 2019 I won my class and lost in the overall so I've been there a lot right so it's like you know every time I'm thinking like everyone goes oh you know this is the one you're gonna get your card at this one you look amazing blah 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 blah. and then you get there and it's like it's not good enough right so that's kind of the Canadian like path to a pro card is like I don't you know it does it's so hard to say like it depends on who shows up each show but like there's a lot of opportunities in other areas right to to get it done so it was attractive to go down to the u.s long story short that's not happening and uh five and a half weeks um canadian nationals yet yeah um jay i'm just gonna get you to can you share the screen and bring up blake's yeah, profile just so we can uh show people how he's looking and everything right now because from what i've seen he's looking pretty pretty damn good um, but like, it's funny when you mentioned North Americans, cause I did that show once in 2017 and it was yeah, probably yeah. the best run show I've ever done. Like it yeah. was one of those ones where it's like, they say you're on at 10 30 AM you're on at 10 30 AM. Yeah. Everything was like really on point. And it was, it was definitely one of the most competitive shows I ever did. Like there was almost 30 guys in the super heavies. And I think I ended up like fifth or something 
but uh, yeah. it was a very, very competitive. And yeah, man, you look crazy. Holy shit. Um, your waist is tiny. It's funny. It's like, obviously everything is an illusion, right? So like for me, it is, but um, <laughs> I've, always, I've always been chasing like that, like heavier kind of weight for my cutoff. Cause for me, like I'm the exact same height as Bumstead. I'm like just over six feet tall. Okay. So I'm able to be 220 um, on stage and wow, really like the heaviest, heaviest I've ever been is 210. So it's just for me, it's just about filling the frame out and, and trying to, uh, you know, get to the top of the cutoff. Like I think in this picture here, this was when that show got canceled the day out. Like I was supposed to compete with Pat oh, last yeah, year. Yeah. So I, I prepped the whole the whole damn time. And then this ended up happening. But uh, I think I was like 206 here. Two, oh, no, it says 210 here. Yeah. So I'm hoping yeah. to be a little bit heavier than that this year. Yeah, I think this year, man, like this is, in my opinion, this is the that best sucks. by far I think you've ever looked. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing, uh, I remember seeing you do the 2019 Nationals because I was watching that show. And because uh, I know Tyler, Tyler Johnson won the overall and then you're yeah. right there again. But like, I know, like, like you said, it's like, I know how that feels like when you're right yeah. there a few times. And I was like, you know, a few years in a row for me, it was like, yeah, like 2017, 2018 and then you know finally in 2019 I was able to to win but uh yeah it's one of those things where it's like you literally just have to accept that what you brought just wasn't good enough and get better yeah. you know as much as you know we want to be like oh like I like people will say you should have won or this or that it's like well I didn't so clearly I need to get yeah. better you know, and to, and to that, yeah, to that point, Joe, too, like once you won, like you were ready to compete as a pro, right? Like, didn't you step on stage like the day after and like finish top six or something like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did the, uh, cause like, I guess the way, the way the Toronto show was set up was like, there was the amateur pre-judging was Friday night and then the finals was Saturday yeah. morning. So I ended up doing, yeah. uh, the pro show Saturday night. And the only mm -hmm. reason I did is because one of my buddies convinced me to do it. I was like, man, I, I don't, I was like, I'm not going to do that great, man. Like, I'm just, I just won. Like, I should just, you know, chill out and just enjoy it. And he's like, no, he's like, got to do it. And I had like a bunch of people telling me to do it. They're like, you could be top five. You could be top five, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I, I'll do it. And I had mm -hmm. zero expectations. And then I ended up placing fourth. And I was really surprised just because I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it, see what happens. And you finished had zero fourth nerves. That show, eh? What's yeah. that? You finished fourth? Yeah. Yeah. I finished. Yeah, that's, I, was, that's I, was, I was surprised because I finished ahead of uh, Quinton. Like I was surprised yeah. I beat him, but I think, cause like at that show, I just, I had very good conditioning and I think like his shape is very, very good, but like his conditioning just wasn't quite as sharp. Um, so I think that's why I edged him out, but uh, shape wise, he kicks my ass any day. So. I think yeah. it's funny though, because with the Canadian judging, like they, they want you to be like half dead on stage, right? Like everybody who wins their card is just like granite. Like, so like, literally, like <laughs> when you when you go to that pro show after, like you're gonna be like the most conditioned guy on stage because like I, even the pros, I don't know, like unless you're talking like you know top five, like at the Olympia, not like they don't get like that crazy, crazy. Like Tyler Johnson at that classic show, like he was like he had to lose like twenty pounds to make weight in like two weeks. Like, yeah you, you kill yourself to do that no no it's so true like i think the conditioning like at pro qualifiers and the guys that win is insane and then yeah you mm -hmm. get to the pro level and it's like 
you'll see like the top few guys in shows. Like if you look at like even like the Tampa Pro, like I would say like, you mm -hmm. know, the top two, three guys were in like in like good condition. And then you start yeah. to see like as you go down Falls the line. Off. Yeah, you yeah. see guys looking all more off, you know, and it's like I think too many guys try and think about being big and full and mm -hmm. they forget that they're already big, you know, because that's like for myself, that's why I like having a coach is because like Patrick, because it's like, you know, I, I look at myself all the time and I'm like, I don't realize that, like how big you are, I guess you could say. And so yeah. you always think like, oh, I'm flat or I need to be fuller or blah, 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 blah. But it's like, man, you're you have a ton of muscle. You just need to be in condition and not stress about the fullness because even if you're a little yeah. bit flat, it's still, in my opinion, like I'd rather be a little bit flat and bone dry than try and be full as a house and then be kind of a little bit off yeah. the mark and look watery or bloated or anything like that. That's your Canadian side speaking. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it's, I got a question for you guys about Patrick. So like, I think it's funny because I always see um, like different competitors of him like posting and like they're absolutely shredded. Right. And they're like, I can't eat anymore. Like I'm, you know, I can't fit any more food into this guy's pan or whatever this. And he's like 4%. Like I'm starving, bro. Like I'm every day I'm freaking hungry. And I don't know if I'm just like a bitch and I need more food or, or like if you guys have the same thing, cause like when I'm dieting, I'm like, yeah, he feeds you a lot of carbs in that. But I think I was used to that because I trained with Dorian in the past as well. And like, he's pretty big on like feeding you like, you know, the right amount of food to like train hard and, and keep, you know, strong in the gym. Pat's the same way. But it's just funny because I see these guys and they're like, they can't fit another, you know, 50 grams of carbs in their diet. But they're like twice mm -hmm. as peeled as me. I would say like, it's probably, I think it's a couple factors. Like I think one of them is probably just their genetics or probably one of those more ectomorph guys that just mm -hmm. needs a ton of food and can't get fat. Cause like, I'm sure like, like you do coaching, right? Blake? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have clients like similar, like where it's like they could eat a ridiculous amount of calories and yeah. they gain, they'll barely gain any weight. And I think it's like with those clients and then when you factor in them taking like, you know, PEDs and stuff, like, I think that's what it is. And on yeah. top of that, sometimes I think, uh, not, not that I'm, you know, saying that his clients do this, but I'm sure some clients might not even be eating all the food and they're just saying they're eating all the food or maybe their appetites are terrible and they just can't finish all the food. His, his off season, like there's no fitting more food and like I'm stuck. Yeah. So it goes, it goes both ways, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think those guys are just like, it's just the genetic freakness and they're just able to, because I've seen some guys where it's like in their off season, they're, they're able to look like four to six weeks out almost and they're like yeah i don't know how, how they you know? do it yeah i can't stay that lean like i'd have to never have a cheat meal or freaking do cardio or something mm -hmm. to stay that lean because i wouldn't be able to push like true off-season calories and be looking six weeks out of a show you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah but everybody's different too because even patrick like when he posts about those guys he's like you know like some of the guys are like you know off-season but they look six weeks out and he's just like I think one of them, he literally just said like this, this is genetics or something. Cause like, like Gotta that's be, just yeah. not normal. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> it's no. like, if you, even if you compare guys like in the past, like if you look at like uh, trying to think of some pros, like Ronnie Coleman, for example, like Ronnie Coleman in his off season was like a, just a massive balloon, you know, yes. like he never really had any lines in his physique. But if you looked at like Jay Cutler, like he usually kept it more pretty pretty decent like he had more lines more shape 
um, mm -hmm. and was definitely a little leaner, a little drier for the most part. So mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, it is an individual thing and like a kind of a genetics thing and probably, you know, nutrition thing too. But uh, yeah, I think it just varies uh, person to person too. Yeah. And it depends, I guess, too, right? Like if you want to put on that body fat and you just want to eat whatever you want to eat, like you're just going to have to lose it. So like, it's what I tell clients. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can have like a bunch of, you know, pizza and burgers after the show and whatever and do like a two week binge. But then like at the end of the day, like, A, it's not good for your health, but B, like you're going to have to come back down again. And it's like, I would almost rather like just settle it than have to do like hours and hours of cardio because I hate cardio more than I love food. I think, you know, <laughs> I think I'm in the same boat, man. Like, uh, cause like for me, I remember like, you know, everybody probably their first show or two, they, they want to go out and eat everything they can possibly eat in mm -hmm. the first like week or so. But once you do that, you realize it's not worth it. And just, you know, taking like, usually what I would do is like, I would take like the day after and just enjoy a few things and then get back yeah. on a diet for the Monday kind of thing. Like we compete Saturday, enjoy Sunday, relax, have some food. And then, you know, back, back to eating like a normal, normal diet on Monday. Cause you know, if you really want to, like, unless you're doing another show, like you could incorporate a weekly cheat or whatever it is, mm -hmm. like whatever helps keep that, keep yourself satisfied. Like you don't need to go off the rails. I think it's, at that point, I think it just comes down to like the self-discipline, you know, and I think a lot of people, they go so disciplined for so, you know, so fast, they go from zero to a hundred that for mm -hmm. them, it's like, if they let off the, the pedal a little bit, they just start to go the opposite direction. Cause they, once they get a taste of some junk food, they're like, Oh, I am just gonna go off and eat all this. And then they look in the mirror and they're like, Oh, I'm still lean. It's okay. Then two weeks later, they're up like 40 pounds and they're like, okay, uh, blood pressure's high. This isn't good. Um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of an experience thing too. It's always like after a show, I love following like people's stories about like what they eat. because It's just like oh, yeah. people just go <laughs> so hardcore, like for like an entire, like two weeks and just eat whatever they want. It's crazy, but uh, it's not worth it. I think we probably all done it. Like, you know, I've yeah. done enough shows where it's like at the beginning, like, I think I like, you know, I would like hurt myself in food. I've learned like now, obviously that like when you binge, like, man, it could be dangerous. Like I remember times where just like my heart's racing there, you know, like just sitting in bed, like you can, you can really, really mess yourself up with it. So I, I've done it enough times where I'm like, that's not for me anymore. You know? No, I I've, uh, I've done it before too. And like, I remember one time, like literally I went out and ate uh, way too much food. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a nosebleed. And then I just remember being like, okay, this is it. That's enough. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That, that's a sign right there. That, like, like, too much junk when you, yeah. <laughs> when you wake up and that happens, it's like, okay, that's enough. Like I'm, I'm tapped out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this weekend coming up, we got the, uh, the Texas pro. So, what do you guys think about that lineup? Because I know we got we got Ian Valier coming after the win in Tampa, and they got Steve Kuklo in that lineup and a few other guys. Um, what do you what do you what are your guys' thoughts on uh, this upcoming show? Like, what do you who do you think is going to win? Who do you think could be like a dark horse and and so on? I think that like 
the biggest storyline going into it has been like Ian doing this show, right? Like a lot of people have been like, well, you're already qualified. You know, what do you got to do this show for? I think from like, it's, it's funny. Cause like, it's a different perspective as an athlete versus like a, like a spectator. Like I think as a spectator, you probably don't want to see him do it because you want to see someone else maybe get in. But as an athlete, like, man, there's, I think it's like 25 grand, like, you're in shape, your sponsors may, might match that. Like you could potentially be looking at like an extra 50 grand and like a bunch of, um, you know, accolades. And it's not like pro shows are not obviously easy to come by to win. So I have no issue with him this is what you wrote about doing that show. Um, yeah, here's his post here, right? So yeah, he went on about it and compared it to other sports and that. And I, I completely agree with this angle. Um, and then with that said, I think Ian will will win this show too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm like, I, I think Ian could totally win the show. I'm not, a, like, I totally, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Steve Kuklo. I think his physique's kind of meh, to be honest. Like, it's, it's not like his physique sucks. It's just like, there's nothing that, there's no wow factor to his physique, in my opinion. You know, like, I just feel like it kind of, it's it's good, but it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I've never been a huge fan of Steve, but He's I always like yeah Sorry? different looks right like sometimes like he can nail it anybody can nail it right and then it's like a different story but like there's a lot of times where you're right he comes in and you're not you're not blown away right so there's been yeah. like a handful of shows where you know and ian's like on the rise right like he's just um he's just winning everything he's doing right now and he's finishing like top six at the olympia and stuff so i just think he's a top guy and i think he should win in my mind I think so too. Oh, here's, here's the full list. Eh? Yeah. Oh wow, I there's only that, ten guys. It's not a big lineup, right? Well, the I think the dark horse, in my opinion, is Martin Fitzwater. He's a yeah. rookie, and he's put on a ton of muscle, and he trains with uh, Brett Wilkin too. So I, I feel like I think he could do the same as Brett shock some people get into top I, three. I I honestly think we could see Martin as high as like third place man yeah to be honest like depending I, I on how agree. he looks yeah. Yeah. he could be as high as third and then I'd say the the guy that came second Ian uh Phil Klar I think he he'll be in the top five for sure and then we'll probably see I guess like probably Hassan Mustafa as well uh that, rounding out the top Phil, five that Phil guy that Phil guy seems like like the nicest guy on earth but like his shape does not do it for me like no I everybody has it, like he's I got totally the like kind of tortoise shell like stomach and stuff and he doesn't keep his midsection in like and when people were even thinking that he should have beaten Ian like I'm like these people are like I don't know what you're looking at even on a shitty stream I'm like he's way better like it was I think they like to head and shoulders I think they like to attack always Ian and especially Patrick's athletes. So Patrick yeah. can post something about that. I don't know why, but I have the same opinion. So I'm happy that Ian won because it was well-deserved. Yeah. Ian's I almost feel like, yeah, like Ian, for Ian, like he's, he gets himself so wrapped up in what other people think, you know what I mean? Like he has to always kind of like rebuttal. I just think that like he should be, at, I don't know. He's at that level where it's just like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you guys think you can think what you want, like the judges did it this way, and like he's on the up and up. I don't even think he needs to deal that, with that. That's his of, like, personality. Drama. 
that's his personality. He don't want to mess up with people. And if somebody tells him that he didn't deserve, he has to clarify why he deserved. And yeah, I yeah, I know. Personality. I know. In his in in his uh, position, I I wouldn't give a fuck, but that shows his personality. So I like that way, like he does. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm the same. I I'm not a big fan of Steve Kuklo's um, physique as the beautiful physique, like uh, with the flow and and so on. But I think if Ian doesn't get in better condition than Tampa it could be Steve winning and Ian second. But if Ian can improve his conditioning, just one, two, three percent, he takes it away. Yeah, I think no, I, agree, person... uh, I agree with what Blake's saying there. Like Ian needs to not give a shit about what people are saying. Like, honestly, like he's, he's proven he's one of the best in the IFBB. He's top 10 Olympian. He's, One two, like every show he's done that's outside of the Olympia in the past two years, like he's won other than well, other than Tampa last year, but you know, he's won two shows in a row outside of the Olympia. He's established his name, like he's you know, he's a legit top top 10 Olympia guy now, in my opinion. And yeah, like mm -hmm. he just needs to not worry about that shit. Like, I know it's hard not to when people talk mm -hmm. talk shit like that after you just win a big a big win like that. But I think for him going to do Texas and if he's able to win again that'll shut people the fuck up because like there's going to be like well he won two in a row so either people, you don't know bodybuilding or yeah you know. like i think <laughs> i i, I want to wish you were right but honestly man i just think that because he like inter interacts with these kinds of like conversations like it's always going to be a thing with him where people just like want to attack him because they know they're going to get a response like yeah if you like phil phil heath for the longest time people you know would always be like saying bad things about him right and he was just yeah. like champion mindset like i'm the best and i don't really care we have to say kind of thing so i guess to jay's point like it's just a different personality like i'm i'm the same way i read something if somebody says something about me where i'm like i don't agree with it like you feel that obviously but like i don't really put too much energy into like replying back and, and starting that shit because they're just gonna eat you alive with that Yeah, I, I just, I personally, I'll just laugh at it because I'm just like, whatever, like, someone's always going to troll you, whether you're doing good or doing shit. So yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. You can't, I can't. Better to be talked about than not talked about, right? Regardless of what, the yeah. Have to say it's like, you know, any exposure is exposure. So, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honest, you I want. can't imagine, I can't, Joe, I can't imagine you getting uh, hate or uh, mean comments uh people Here always like i remember someone the other week said i had no hamstrings i think and i was like what? <laughs> what they're like they're like oh your back lat spread's good but your hamstrings are really underdeveloped and i was like what the fuck i was like okay um so i remember i posted a picture from like a, a like the toronto pro two years ago and i was like i guess i don't have hamstrings but they're here apparently um <laughs> and i'm pretty sure they're better now than they were then so You know, I just, I didn't, I let that one kind of got to me just because I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, like, you know, it was one of those comments where you're just like, you're trying to get me mad, but, and it kind of worked a bit, but at the same time, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know I don't have shit hamstrings. So like, this isn't even a fair, a fair argument. Guys, we have to switch uh, the, uh, the podcast because it's yeah. less than one minute left. Yeah. So I got like, uh, uh, there's a 40 minute time limit. So I just sent out no the worries. next invite. So we'll just switch yeah. over. 
uh, as this one ends because it's going to end in like 30 seconds. So Okay, no worries. Yeah, we'll switch out now. Yeah, let's switch out now. Perfect. I'll end it. Kick it. <laughs>